0: So, um, before I get into tonight's theme, it's on, can a little invitation for all of us to uh, um, listen without grasping, as <laughs> <That's> a challenge, <laughs> or an opportunity, <laughs> and to really feel free to let the talk just... A rise and pass a sound. I know, you know, in a practice situation like this, maybe it's always true that you have your own threads, your own themes, your own, you know. So don't let this let it let it strengthen that. Yeah, you know, let it strengthen your sense of your own presence, sense of your own practice. So. Um and perhaps something helpful, just noticing maybe particular teachings or um parts of this that feel resonant and uh kind of relevant, you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. Tonight I'd like to offer some reflections on the theme of patience. Patience. And um, as some of you know, um, Jill and I have been sort of lightly touching a little on some of these great uh, qualities or capacities of the human heart naturally arising when when. Turn to and cultivated have tremendous power uh, in, in our lives in our practice just lifting up some of these qualities and um, yeah sort of noticing them sometimes I feel like when you when I meet with you one to one and you come in and I'm like I'm sort of... Realizing, you know, sometimes I just stand bowing to the paramis that you are embodying. So thank you. And you know, we, we can encourage and inspire each other, can't we, in ways that perhaps we don't even realize that we perhaps to some small degree embody one or more of these wholesome qualities like equanimity, Morality, loving kindness, renunciation, resolve, or wisdom, and how um, we can you know skillfully perceive that in each other, and maybe that's a lot of what you you probably all have found benefit from certain friends and teachers and others many beings perhaps who embody and express to some degree one or more of these great qualities you know, and, and what an inspiration that is you know and I, I think maybe for me certainly I really don't think I would still be here practicing and, and if I hadn't quite often, you know, sat in the hall and like been in awe of other people's, (laughs) you know, teachers and fellow yogis, their courage and steadiness and kindness and forbearance, you know, so, um, yeah. So um, I also wanted for the first part of the talk to touch a bit on um the sense of the these these great qualities um, what, why they're necessary <laughs> and um, this is expressed in different ways, isn't it in the teachings and certainly in our experience here. Yeah. Multitudinous expressions of, of, um, um, I just touch on a, f- a few aspects: um, floods, waves, winds, fires, uh, demons, obstacles, and this sense of you no. Know, the floods of the world, the floods of the mind. And, and we, we can see this in our hearts and minds, and we can see it in our, in our world. Uh, in different events, uh, people, beings being carried away in floods of ignorance. Of, of The Buddha described these four kinds of floods or asavas in Pali. Ignorance and just, just not. You know, we all we all experience these, don't we? We're just not really in touch. We're not again, uh, not really knowing what's going on. I remember a very simple example of this. And when I was on retreat once, and I was happily doing I think about two and a half weeks of meta practice, loving kindness practice, and I was feeling quite good one evening. I was doing walking meditation up and down these stairs at the back of the Hermitage Wing at Guy House in England just quietly just going up and down and you know like "Mm," you know when you feel a bit like that I don't know if that's like "Mm, yeah feeling good and um, and then I was just going down and then I just, I missed a step and and really twisted my knee (laughs) Oh, hmm, hmm, mm, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, a little bit of maybe being a little bit caught up in the pleasantness of that, which, of course, there's nothing wrong with that, but, you know, at the expense of some mindfulness, possibly, there. So many small and big examples, aren't there, how in our lives and in our meditation practice, you know, we get caught up in the becoming, in the, you know, now my meditation practice is going well, so I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a meditator. Hi. Yeah. Follow me. Um, or it's going really, really badly, and we're just so, it's just so embarrassing. And I uh, just like the worst meditator in the world. And that identification and that sense of what we want to, you know, the one we want to be. This is so, yeah, so again, without going into that in a lot now, but just recognizing what we can be kind of swept along with. Maybe on retreat we actually have this wonderful opportunity if we can bear our embarrassment about these (laughs) senses of self that arise, you know, so there's not just a pleasant mind state, there's a self that's like you know the ki- the queen of meditation or something oh very embarrassing or we have that sense of of not not quite realizing you know that we're're we're, we're being caught up in a some kind of a a view a fixed view or a certain view of ourselves or others of the meditation practice or swept away in that, swept away in that. I remember one person describing this, getting so angry about something that was really wrong with the retreat centre and then not really waking up to what had happened until he he was about seven miles down the road in his car and he was like, wait a minute, Uh, right, you know, flood, flooded him, carried him out of there. But a very, very important learning experience. Wow, on um, you yeah, reflection. So so many ways that we of we get flooded away. So the the parame sometimes this word um, is translated as perfection. I, my understanding is the word has some connotations of carrying across or that which carries through. Um, so I was thinking. I was reflecting how maybe one way I could understand this is that that each of these qualities that we're considering, equanimity and and this evening patience and so on, they are perfect vehicles for carrying us across the flood. And so perfect, perfectly... um, I can't quite think of the word, designed or something. <laughs> Perfectly shaped to help us to cross the flood. And then I thought, how this feels to me on an experiential sort of level is the difference that, that say, patience changes your reality. Yeah? It can change your world. Metta, goodwill, right? when that's present in the mind, it changes the way you see things. Yeah? So then we could say that the, um, the perfection of these qualities is that when, when they're alive, when they're present, they have this power to transform experience, to transform the world, not to control it, but to change our experience of it. And, and maybe, I don't know if this makes sense to you, but maybe you can think of situations on retreat or in your life where exactly the same conditions are happening. You know, there's that person, there's that situation, there's that noise, there's, there's that, you know, mental pattern. There is that history there's that mm yeah all of that and yet if one or more of these qualities is present the experience is actually it can actually be very different so i just want to just for you to reflect further if you if you want that in a moment in a moment yeah the difference that 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 these qualities can make in in a small or big way. And when I think about, you know, our presence in the world, in, in our lives, in our work, in our political life, in our, um, you know, any, any arena of life, if we, can, if we can be cultivating, if we can be in touch with, if we can be honoring, if we can be embodying and expressing to some degree some of these qualities... I, I think that's incredibly helpful <laughs> for whatever we're involved in. As something for you to reflect on and explore. So there's a sense of this isn't just for you know me and my enlightenment project. This is this is a profound offering to to others, to the, to the world, to the earth. And for me, that can really deepen and strengthen my interest actually in cultivating these, these qualities you know and, and then sometimes maybe we sense that we get the inspiration from seeing how yeah that subjective difference where you can see that these, these qualities make can make so floods um, waves some I'm, somebody I'm really talking about a wave of stuff <laughs> that you know, coming through our minds. So these interesting all these different sort of elemental qualities of 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 hindrance of I was thinking that's a very earthy like, obstacle, there's this great big rock in my way, you know, I just can't get past it. That sort of feeling. Or sometimes it's like very windy, like I was mentioning on Monday, you know, the Buddha's simile of um, different winds, different qualities of wind coming from different directions. For Vedana, for the feeling, tone, the pleasure, pain, experience, you know, sometimes it's cold or warm or sometimes it's damp or dusty. And, And isn't that, I mean, maybe again we can find or listen out for what, what what kinds of of, of similes or images um, kind of resonate? Sort of maybe find find our own, or what expresses that sense of 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 um, the f- being flooded away. I mean, you know, being um, and you get these images, don't you? In some parts of the Buddhist tradition, which we don't so much emphasise here, but these these demons. You know, these, like, kind of, you know, big claws and fangs and sort of, you know, just really scary. And how, you know, that's... (laughs) Doesn't it feel like that sometimes? So maybe, again, that's kind of sense of being able to... um, how these images and similes can help us, help our awareness, help our sense of, can I relate to this, you know, rather than just be swept away and kidnapped by it, blown over by it. And and then these qualities can make us more like, you know, that, that kind of doll thing that has a really, like a weight in the bottom, so when you you push it to one side, and it goes boing, 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 comes back up again. I feel like these paramis, maybe they they help with that that sort of effect. So we're not unmoved, we're not unaffected, but we it's like you know we're not just like down out for the count. Yeah, that's it. But that's the sense of being able to to come back. And maybe I know you know. Um, so many of you have been practicing longer than I have and I I felt like uh, I wanted to try and remember to also encourage us to um, appreciate and value the patience that we do and have embodied and expressed in our life and and in our practice. And maybe, you know, again, listening to some of you over the last few days and hearing how, you know, different... (laughs) periods of retreat, either coming in, or bits in the middle, or leaving, <laughs> the different kinds of turbulence, again, there's another, that's an interesting, isn't it, that's another air image, or sort of, you know, the turbulence, sort of, that, that tremendous sort of patience is needed, and the pa- kind of patience that's, that's rooted in wisdom and understanding, and, you know, I know what's helpful here. Seen it before? Don't panic. Yeah, it's this kind of wisdom. <laughs> Knowing what helps. Yeah, and so really honouring, honouring, valuing. I mean, I, as you know, you know, if there's this encouragement to recollect our goodness. I mean, how many of you actually do that? It's all right. You don't have to put your hand up or anything. <laughs> but isn't it? It's it's a very. That's a very interesting kind of exercise in appreciating the goodness of heart like not me and I'm so great because I did this and I'm really oh uh, yeah and I've got lots of that but i like oh look you know there was a situation like 10 years ago I would have been like screaming my head off and look I only grumbled <laughs> great it's like some you know patience more patience was there and this is so, this is so important. And um, yeah, I'm sure you can think of many, many examples. And I was thinking how much the fiery demons can, can be, uh, can get really going when you're around your family. Maybe sometimes some of us and how intense that can be and how um, recently I was in a, sort of family situation, we are trying to gather to, you know, help, put some help uh, energy into a situation with an ageing parent and a crumbling house. And I could really feel like this really strong commitment. So I was talking about resolve last week, and I was think resolve and patience are a, a great double act. So I went with this very strong intention to be, to be just uh, to put some good energy, you know, to put to help, I could say. Um, and I really, I, I found that that so that when some of this stuff, old stuff, you know, I could really, it's like, okay, don't just stay with your thing, you know, and and then patience with the little bits of activation and took myself off a couple of times so that I didn't say anything I would regret step away step away <laughs> you know and just wow so I, I felt like that was uh, you know I've sort of been reflecting how it's not like that's all done and dusted or anything but hey yeah that's good that's like again let it, letting it be an inspiration to keep practising to keep cultivating these qualities because it does, you know, sooner or later, <laughs> indirectly or directly, has have good results. Surprising, surprising at times, isn't it? So so yeah, I just offer one last little bit about um, obstacle obstacles and that sense of the the, the transformative possibilities when we can actually connect with um, patience or another helpful quality and really yeah, and, and really be in touch with that in the midst of wherever we are. Um, so this is actually, this is from Raina Maria Rilke. How could we forget those ancient myths that stand at the beginning of all races? The myths about dragons that are, at the last moment, transformed into princesses. Perhaps all the dragons in our lives are only princesses waiting for us to act, just once, with beauty and courage. Perhaps everything that frightens us is, in its deepest essence, something helpless that wants our love. So um, so often I think our experience of hindrance or these demons, these waves, it can appear so solid right? and so substantial and yet again, this sense of if we can find a sense of right relationship. It 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 it's not so, it's not so solid. It's not so fixed. It's not so inevitable, right? That's part of the, the ignorance, isn't it? And it's just so convincing. And this is how it is. How it was. How it, how it will always be. So I wanted to just share. Um, a little story, I probably many of you know this, I share it sometimes in talks. Um, but I read somewhere, I can't remember at this point, about um, a girl, a young girl, who was having nightmares, repetitive nightmares, um, with with monsters, monsters in them, that were chasing her. And... So one day she was talking to her friend about, about, about these monsters, and, and, and yeah, and, and her friend said, "Oh, what, what do they look like?" And the girl said, "Oh, I don't know. I've, I've never looked, stopped and looked at them." So next time, so goes to sleep, that's the, the dream, the nightmare come, comes back, and somehow... She manages to remember this conversation with a friend and that possibility, and so in the dream, she she turns round and looks at them, and to her amazement, they just stop. They stop, and then she just stays there, sort of looking, watching, and then um, the, the they become kind of like flat, like two-dimensional, and they just start jumping up and down like that. This is my memory of this story. I hope it's accurate enough. And then um, she stays just watching, and they just fade and disappear. And my memory of that, the end of that story, is that the dream never comes back. It's a very powerful story. This possibility of, of uh, transformation, see that courage and that willingness to encounter or look directly, and uh, the power of that. So, I um, want to say a bit more about this quality of patience and share some teachings. Um, So, um, Ajahn Lee, I think maybe I read this last week, I want to read it again. The important factors for anyone practicing to gain release from all suffering and stress are perseverance and endurance, for every kind of goodness has to have obstacles blocking the way yeah I don't know that for me that that I think bears further reflection is that true has to have for every kind of goodness has to have obstacles blocking the way Mm. Is why yeah, I think I was saying last. Why would we need patience if things were not really annoying, <laughs> or something like that? Like that sense of of dukkha, maybe that was what this is really, you know, pointing to. It's like the sense of life. It's always, were are often presenting us with this sort of rolling, sort of shifting sense of well I like that but it's going oops gone oh don't like that it seems to be staying too long or oh that would be oh dear that again right this kind of (laughs) either slowly or quickly so patience is is kind of almost invited isn't it it's sort of almost called forth called forth by that, if we, if we can, if we, when we, when we, you know, turn to encounter, to, um, uh, to understand that. And from the Buddha, patient endurance is the supreme austerity for overcoming that which obstructs. Mm. So something about, the again, the importance and the power of patience to um, support us in, in, in following through with our resolves, our determinations. And I just wanted to point to maybe four different facets like I think often with these great qualities they have different flavors or facets to them and that maybe at times it's helpful to kind of tune into different different aspects of it so the first aspect I wanted to highlight is that quality of patience really as an aspect of metta aspect of kindness uh, or a manifestation of non aversion as 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 a, as a quality of accepting or acceptance. And beautiful uh, expression of this by someone called John Ciadi who said that patience is the art of caring slowly. Like that. Caring slowly. Or um, Ajahn Sumedho. Metta is kindness with awareness. It doesn't mean we resign ourselves to mediocrity or tyranny. It means that we don't get caught in the old patterns of fear, depression, jealousy or resentment. When we stop dwelling in aversion for ourselves or others, it is easier to bear with life's vicissitudes. Yeah. Mm. So that sense of what patience isn't, um, or again, that's for you to reflect. But I was, I was, you know, I think that. Certainly if I look in my own conditioning growing up, it's like being patient meant shutting up and not whining. You know, like being told to just eat what's on your plate. You know, that sort of... um, Grit your teeth. If you don't like it, you can lump it. That's almost got aggression in it, hasn't it? It's like, ooh. Um, Or... I was thinking also that maybe patience can be a bit like when it's not wise patience, it can be passive. I suppose I've just got to be patient um, and be a doormat or something like that, or resignation. I just think sometimes, isn't it, these qualities can sometimes kind of masquerade. Or, you know, kind of look like patience, but actually when you dig a little bit, it's like a version with a really nice hat on or something. It's like, hmm, no. Um, Or, or, yeah, collusion. Or be patient while that person hits that person. I don't don't think that's, you know, so very interesting to kind of maybe mm, be honest enough to see Maybe how we hi- we can hide at times, but behind kind of unhelpful understandings of that um, I' came up with this, yeah, kind of putting up with it till it goes away basic um, equation here aversion plus time equals suffering, so that's not much help. <laughs> Okay, so, um, let's see. Mm. Yeah. Patience is not meant to make you a doormat. This is Ajahn Suchito, But to act as a firebreak on our immediate impulses that are not for our welfare. Then discernment can know what to bear with and when to act in a clear, responsible way. Mm. Right? I think this is a very... So patience is part of what helps you maybe to have that pause or that little bit of restraint so there's a bit of a space for some wisdom, discernment to come in. Yeah. I mean maybe you can think of times when that's you know so that's kind of quite a like, mm, like that's quite a strong patience isn't it? Maybe again that Patience can have that connotation of softness, which again, maybe it can be, again, that that facet of it, but can, it can also be very, very strong, very grounded, very protective, very... Um, I wonder if it could even be fierce. I don't know, maybe fiercely patient. Mm, maybe. Um, or, um, yeah, this, this quality which may be was coming out in the quotes I shared from Ajahn Lee and the Buddha of, of this sense of, um, enduring, you know, bearing with, um, bearing, bearing with what, what is difficult to, to bear. Um, and I wanted to share with you another piece from Ajahn Chito this book, the Parami book, there's a copy in the library, but I think someone has it out, so, I'm going to leave this in the library. So if you want to refer to it, um, it's got a chapter on each of the 10 paramis and this chapter on patience. which I could just sit here and spend the rest of the talk just reading it to you, but I won't. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, And then you can look at it. And if you'd please leave it in the library so others can can look. So... um, So the Buddha pointed not to physical asceticism which he frequently spoke against but of the restraint of holding the heart still in the presence of its suffering until it lets go of the ways in which it creates that suffering. There's a sentence. I love it. (laughs) I just, I'm going to read it again. There's more but Like to me that just takes like takes you to the heart of the teaching and the practice. Maybe it doesn't for you, but the Buddha pointed to the restraint of holding the heart still in the presence of its suffering until it lets go of the ways in which it creates that suffering. Heart, mind, chitta habitually create suffering and stress through reacting to, holding on to or getting caught up with what life throws at us. All the perfections contribute to the lessening or dismantling of that dukkha. But the specific quality of patience is to carry the heart through the turbulence of existence so that it no longer shakes, sinks all lashes out. Yeah to me that's interesting because I can feel like that we hold our heart still in the presence of suffering so that the suffering can be understood so the suffering can can release, can cease. And that how, um, again, as a kind of near enemy could say, there can be like that sense of, okay, got to hold still, right? don't move. Can you feel like you kind of free, that kind of freeze, okay, don't, don't move and then maybe it will go away, right? So just, I can, that's speaking from my own experience. I can sort of really, it's helpful to note that as that's, it's not that. That's not what's being pointed to here. Something much more quiet, something much more about mindfulness, samadhi, that kind of stillness, stillness of of the awake mind. Not this kind of, you know, tightening up in order to not move, in order to not be a target. Mm. So another quality of patience, or we could say another aspect of patience, which um, is um, the sense of of it's time, a timelessness, or a, it's not time bound. And I'll be patient until it goes away. You know, again that sort of quality. I'll put up with it till it goes away, uh, or I'll, I'll I'll be patient until next Thursday. Or, be, you know, you're just making it conditional, making it, making it conditional upon conditions that we have no control over. So what kind of a thing is that setting us up for, right? It's, it's not, uh, or, you know, so then there's something like, points to me something quite radical about patience, which is really just here, just here and now. It's really all it is about is this here now. Patience here, here now, this. Just, just, it's just like, ah, finding finding that, feeling that. And again, Aj- Ajahn Sumedho on this. When you are willing to be the one who has all the patience in the world to be with the existing condition, you can let it cease. And I I sort of felt like that could work if you replace the word patience with time. If you're willing to be the one who has all the time in the world to be with the existing condition, you can let it cease. So maybe another function of the parami is to help take us out of time, out of our timetables and out of those, you know, time boundaries into some more timeless space in which uh, more transformation is possible. Uh, In my experience it doesn't happen according to a schedule maybe it does for some people I know this this is a difference taking us into a yeah, deeper into the here and now and what's possible here and now always Mm. so I think I'll, let's see mm, yeah, maybe I'll Start drawing this to a close. Much, much more could be said. Um, in our meditation practice here on retreat, I mean, so much uh, opportunity both to appreciate patience that's already bearing fruit for us, for others, and just that sense of. How, um, how many opportunities there are in a day to just, if we wish, remember, remember that, connect with that, with that quality, learn to um, get to know it, actually get to know it. You know, isn't that so much? It is like. The idea of it, uh uh-huh, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, I know you should, and they say, and it's all. But what does it actually feel like? You know, the wise patience, not the gritting your teeth kind. Can we we learn to recognize that and appreciate that? Um, And allow it to... Transform our experience in in small and and big ways. So um, I think I'll close with a quotation. Um, but before then. Um, may we may we appreciate all the goodness and the wholesome qualities that have been cultivated in our heart and appreciate that and uh, let let that gladden gladden our our heart our mind inspire us to to go to go on to go deeper So um, I'll close with this quote from great teacher, Tibetan teacher, Dilgo Kiense Rinpoche. Maintain the state of simplicity. If you encounter happiness, prosperity, or other favorable circumstances, Consider them as dreams, illusions, and do not get attached to them. If you are stricken by illness, deprivation, or other physical or mental trials, do not let yourself be discouraged, but rekindle your compassion and generate the wish that through your suffering, the suffering of others may be exhausted. Whatever the circumstance, do not plunge into elation or misery, but stay free and comfortable in the unshakable heart of equanimity. So thank you for your attention. So let's close our time together by chanting, if you wish, the reflection on on the sharing of blessings.